Good morning, afternoon and evening, wherever you are listening. Welcome to another episode of Chewing the Fat Podcast, the number one health and fitness podcast of... <laughs> of where, J.Y.? <laughs> um, Mozambique. Mozambique. Mozambique is today's country of choice. I think it's just Mozambique, not Mozambique. I speak Mozambique and it's Mozambique, I'm pretty sure. Um, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy with these intros and I'm happy with flexing that we're so popular all around the world, but like at least pronounce the country right that we're, we're going to be shouting out to this week, mate. Well, Mozambique. Right. Sorry to our many loyal <laughs> listeners in Mozambique. Let's just, let's get on with it. I am JY. He is CB. And today, <laughs> CB, we have an extremely exciting episode. Last week, we got to speak about a day in the life of me, which let's be honest here, probably the most popular episode so far in the history of Chewing the Fat podcast. Today, I'm excited, you're excited, because we're going to go above and beyond and talk about a day in the life of you, my friend. Pleasure. Can't wait, mate. Can't wait. That's all you've got. Can't wait. I've pumped you up like that. Can't wait. I pumped you up like that, and this is what you turn this around. This will be the ultimate me. test. Like you're, We've got a few, yeah, a few listeners on your episode, but yeah, this will be the ultimate test. Who gets more listeners? A week in the life of JY or, or of CB? It's, I, I, I'm trying to think of how we can really, like, I guess, keep an eye, not keep an eye on it, but how we can really sort of record that so that we can, you know, maybe have a prize for the winner. You know, the other one has to buy dinner for the lo- for the winner for the loser for the winner. I do you know, know? Do you know what? Even if your episode does get more traction than mine uh, this week, I think it's probably only evening up the ledger because I know you're still terribly, terribly upset that Gary Rowan sunk the Western Bulldogs with a snag after the siren, which was quite a few weeks ago now, but I know you just haven't quite recovered. Um, and the two times that the Geelong have played the Doggies since we've had this podcast, JY, um, you've come off second best, mate. So if I have to give you this one, I'm willing to give it up for you. Yeah, um, look. Because how good was Gary Rowan? Yeah, look, let's just touch on. I know, obviously, last year that was a tough day for me um full transparency to our listeners i messaged chris at quarter time when we were 40 points up um and this was in 2020 this is last year's game when yep. we come yep. from behind yes yep. I and this. we don't need to talk anymore about that i <laughs> didn't do that this year what a game it was i was pretty disappointed but at the moment sitting on top of the afl ladder you know it does well pretty much on top on it, top it or does. second I think well, pretty much, pretty much joint top. Okay, Alban. Sure, but uh, we'll let you have that. You know what? We'll get the ladder up. We'll get the ladder up, mate. It's, I know that you guys are sitting in third or fourth. Okay, we are second. You are right. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's a pretty good feeling. I think it's kind of it does make up for that. So, without further ado, mate, nothing about the Bulldogs and how great they are. Sure, let's talk about you, my friend. The listeners and I are incredibly, incredibly, incredibly excited to uh, learn more about the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Bryson. Please, mate, can you tell us how you start your day? Um, Wow. Thank you for the introduction. I start my day every day. Um, I am generally not a morning person, unfortunately. I have never liked an early alarm. I've always valued my sleep, and we'll get to sleep a little bit at the end. Um, But... 
I do start my day, and I, depending on yeah what time I start work, I'll get up and walk the dog in the morning. That's the first thing I do. Um, Summer is our, our whippet puppy. She's 10 months old. She needs to run a couple of times a day, so I'll get up and whack the AirPods in, um, listen to a podcast, and, and take her for a walk, um, throw the ball around and give her a bit of a run before I head off to work. So the time of that is sort of different every morning because my work schedule sort of changes day to day. Um, I might start at 8 a.m. or I might start at 10 a.m. or I might start at 11 a.m. and it is sort of different day to day. So whatever time I start work will depend on the time I get out of bed and uh, and take somewhere for a walk, which is my morning routine. Um, it's something that, yeah, it's definitely got me out of bed earlier than I probably would have liked having a pup, um, but it's something that I come to really like as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a time, you know, it's it's almost forced mindfulness. You, you take the dog to the park and, you know, I'm not thinking about work. You're sort of switching off in the world. I've been listening to a podcast and, um, yeah, that's sort of half an hour, 40 minutes before I sort of head home and have a share and, um, and actually start my day from there. I like it, mate. I like it. I think I like that little point you touch on there of forced mindfulness. Um, as our listeners would know by now, on Chewing the Fat, we are very, very big fans of the uh, the mindfulness regimes that we should all have. Um, and I think just on that as well, like, you know, mindfulness is something that, I mean, we might have touched on a little bit. And, you know, you spoke about you used to do a morning meditation and things like that on your episode. I tried for probably the best part of 18 months to do a structured meditation every day and I literally did it every day where I'd use it up and for 10 minutes try to sort of you know do a stru- formal structured meditation but for me it became a chore mm. um, and it became something that you know I'd, I'd be scrambling to find that 10 minutes to put it into my day and um, you know it, it almost become more stressful because I need to get it done and then you know I'd be thinking about work I'd be thinking about other things if I was doing it um, you know during my work day for example which I did for ages so now you know rather than doing a structured meditation I like just to have a bit of time out um, whether it's walking the dog or doing some sort of exercise and you know, we'll talk about training and things like that but some sort of time out where you are just completely calm completely present in the moment switching off mm. from the world rather than doing a formal um, meditation as mm. such for me um, as a mindfulness strategy just personally that just works a little bit better mm. these days absolutely mate I mm. like it. it's different for everybody mm. um, alright what time does that generally take us to uh, well as I said every day is different I'll either start work at 8am 10am or 11am is that um, every day depending on, the, depending on the day yeah so it changes literally changes day to day um, week to week based around my business obviously as a physio um, clients are booked in every mate. time CB physiotherapy I think yeah. uh, all the listeners know this uh, by now mate Instagram. CB physiotherapy on Instagram yeah. um, slowly creeping up there um, we need to get Chris to 2,000 <laughs> followers as well so if you don't follow Chris uh, at CB physiotherapy please do the, uh, the race to 2000s on between him and myself. Um, he's got a 14, Surely you're already there. He's got a 1400 head start on me. But Surely you're already we'll get there. there. Well, after after last week's podcast, I'm surprised well, I'm not. Yeah, you, mu- you must be now. <laughs> you must be now. Um, um, just to touch on, is that, do you, uh, do you work every morning, mate? Uh, Monday to Friday, yeah. Yep. So I um, obviously work in private practice. I run my own business, and to me, that's one of the things I like. I really value work-life balance, and I really value having my weekends free mm-hmm. and having my weekends to myself. I've always played competitive sport um, for years and years. This is the first year I've hung up the footy boots, so I've got Saturdays free right now. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more once we get into the training aspect. Um, but yeah, Monday to Friday is how I like to keep it and like to structure my week. Um, so I work every morning, but as I said, the time of the of the of the morning that I start is uh, is different. Every Every day absolutely mate very mm. nice now when you are uh, when you say work are we talking patients from 8am 9am 10am are we talking content yeah so once again it's uh it's it's a little bit different so um i mean yeah right now for example i 
when we say start work, we, we record on a Monday. So Monday morning at the moment has been blocked out um, where I'm not seeing clients on a Monday. At the moment, I'm only seeing clients three to late, which is pretty much chockers every week. Um, but the Monday mornings, I've got set aside for either recording a podcast and chewing the fat or working on a couple of different side projects, which, um, yeah, if you pay attention to my socials, you might hear a little bit more about that um, in the next month or two. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for the, the fourth plug in the first eight minutes of the podcast. Um, or working on admin. Um, so obviously running my own business, there's a lot that goes on um, on the back end. There's lots of emails, there's lots of you know accounting and invoicing and um, planning and development and, and content creation and all those sorts of things. So Monday morning at the moment is my podcast slash um, side project slash business admin time. Um, and then yeah, using Monday as an example, three to eight is purely client work where I'm just seeing clients face to face. And every other day that's that's different. If I've got a later start, I might spend an hour or two in the home office just doing you know business related development tasks and content creation and things like that before I'm seeing clients. Um, yeah, uh, and most of the time I'm finishing up sort of, you know, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Um, during the week because um, those after hours, those afternoons are generally busier with clients who generally work, you know, till three or four or five, like, you know, sort of most people in, uh, in I suppose, your, your regular sort of full-time work. Um, and, yeah. Fantastic, mate. Very <laughs> nice. No, great answer. And when you finish up for the morning, so we finish with patience, what generally happens before you start with patience again? Um, so, I mean, the way I sort of schedule my day is that for three of my five days a week, um, I'm lucky enough to have a two-hour lunch break at work, and obviously I work, my business is, is entirely um, run out of personal training studios, out of some of Melbourne's best personal training studios, in my humble, biased opinion. Um, so I'm lucky enough to work in gyms, and I do like to break up my day, where I'm seeing a, a group of clients all doing admin in the morning, and I've got a two-hour break before I go back and see clients again in the afternoon, and in that break, um, I'll take a 10-metre stretch to the gym floor and, and that's when I train um, which is really handy so I'll spend half an hour having lunch and then I'll, I'll train for an hour and then I'll share and might have another snack and then um, get prepped for the afternoon and, and get back into work from there so I'm really lucky to be able to work in that gym setting and train in the middle of the day um, and split up my days like that absolutely mate yeah, yeah. That, is, that is very lucky and when you are training What's your training sort of look like at the moment? Um, yeah, so I'm, I mean, my training is, is sort of probably based on probably three main areas for me. So right now in the gym lifting weights, um, I'm in the gym three days a week. So I have previously had programs written by yourself, JY, and I've had other coaches along the line, um, but now it's something that I do myself. Um, I suppose when we talk about in the gym setting, I probably don't have any specific goals I'm working towards. Previously, it's been hypertrophy and aesthetics and all those sort of things where at the moment I'm not, um, yeah, I suppose super... I don't know what's the word driven Fast. to driven to to achieve anything else in terms of you know strength or aesthetics or anything like that. I think the reasons why I train is I want to maintain my body composition. I train for general health and fitness because I want to look good and feel good about myself. Um, I train to keep myself injury free for both running and sport, which I'll talk about um, in just a minute. Um, and I train as well, yeah, because it's it's what I enjoy. It's 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 you know something that I'm so passionate about. You know the, the benefits of resistance training and strength training is, is you know huge. And we've talked about this on a hundred other podcast episodes, I'm sure, in terms of preventing chronic disease and keeping us ourselves really fit and healthy so it's something that I just enjoy and I feel good about myself when I'm when I'm lifting weights and when I'm training and just keeping myself generally fit and healthy um, so yeah three days a week I'm in the gym for an hour um, and the way that generally looks is sort of two upper body days and one 
lower body day essentially. Um, as I said, the, the second thing there is, is probably injury prevention. Um, and injury prevention for me comes from what I do in the gym and resistance training and comes from two main things. So the first of all would be sport. Um, I played sport my whole life. I've just hung up the footy boots this year. I enjoyed the free time too much after lockdown, after 2020 was white. Um, so I haven't gone back this year, but I'm still playing cricket over summer. Um, so it's really important that I'm in the gym to keep my body strong and, um, and resilient and fit to make sure I'm not breaking down on the cricket field on, on a Saturday. Um, and at the moment, um, I've, I've turned into my focus when... I suppose, yeah, I haven't gone back to playing footy this year into running, um, and I've signed up to the Run Melbourne Half Marathon at the end of July, which I've sort of been working towards, um, and keeping myself sort of relatively strong in terms of the lower body is really important for running. Um, huge amounts of research, I'm sure we'll touch on this at some other stage as well, that we need to be keeping our muscles strong, um, keeping the legs ticking over in terms of lower body resistance training to complement running, because it not only helps prevent injuries, it also helps with your running economy and your performance. So at the moment, training towards that half marathon um, in late July, which means that I'm going for at least one, if not two runs a week. So it's not a huge amount of running volume, um, but I'll try to do a longer run on the weekend, which I've been just slowly progressing my distances and my time um, to build up towards that half marathon. Um, and if I can squeeze another run in during the week, midweek, I will, which will be a shorter run. Might be some intervals or some speed work or some tempo stuff. Um, that's obviously not as great amount of volume, but just ticking the legs over a little bit quicker. Um, so at the moment, that's the way I structure my training. So three days a week in the gym and a couple of runs. Um, and I suppose, yeah, it's not really training, but I'm out walking the dog five, six, seven mornings a week as well, which is just taking the legs over, helping help with active recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and over summer at the moment, that'll be replaced by cricket training once a week and, and playing cricket on a Saturday. Brilliant, mate. Question mm-hmm. without notice. You say you're hanging up the boots, but a little rumbling out of the, uh, the VAFA that you could potentially be kidding up in a couple of weeks for a big grudge match. Um, could you tell us more about this? <laughs> um, well, we've always wanted to play against each other, and you've always spruced how good you are um, as a little small forward, and I've always spruced how not so good I am as a, <laughs> as a uh, back pocket half-back flanker. Um, and apparently Hampton Rovers are playing my old side, Terry Panola, in, uh, in the thirds in a couple of weeks, so maybe I'll need to come out of retirement and put you in your place, J.Y. Even though the way results are looking, Hampton Rovers will probably beat Therry by about 100 points. So maybe I can help to stem the flow of, uh, <laughs> of the Rovers in the, the small forward, such as yourselves, goals on that day. Just sure on the fat grudge match. We'll see um, how we go. I'm sure you've uh, secretly been training. This has all just been a lie. You've been training for the last <laughs> six months for this game. I don't actually think I've touched a football um, since, yeah, this calendar year, actually, which is strange. There you go. There you go. No, it's great, mate. And I think, um, you know, you touched on before... Um, about ticking the legs over I think like training is almost arbitrary to each person um, you know you don't have to be training for a specific event or something quite big to uh, you know to get benefit out of moving muscle and mm. um, you know getting active so I like that you're a man who has many different sort of um, you know interests in the uh, the health and fitness sphere you talk about running got your sport like the gym I think you know a little bit of everything dashed in there is quite uh, quite nice. It's um it is interesting because I obviously I deal with a quite a large athletic population. There was you know you know and I'll be helping them you know get back on track from an injury or from some sort of pain and rehabbing towards their health and fitness goals. And often these are people that are highly motivated and, and are in the gym and training every day for a specific goal. And they inevitably ask me you know how's your training going and what are you training towards and how's that going at the moment. I'm like. 
yeah, it's it's going fine. It's you know, it's, it's not taking away towards anything really. It's just maintaining me looking good, feeling good, and um, you know, keep myself healthy and injury free, and that's you know, yeah. sort of okay. Mm. Um, and it's not that it's going great or going poor. It's just it's just ticking over, and it's just something that gets done as part of my weekly routine, really. Mm. Um, and it's not really any more complicated than that yep. at the minute for myself. And it's also great because as you get older, you know, we always encourage as we age, we want to make sure we stay active, we stay healthy. You've got habits in place that allow you to hopefully continue that well and truly. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say into your old age because you're just a strapping young man at the moment, but um, you know that what you're doing now will pay off in the long term. You're not a yeah, you're not just uh, training if you're training for something quite elite. It's mm. you know, it's training for life. Exactly, really. and mate, you, you're spot on there because I mean, it's interesting you said in your episode that you know you don't quite feel right if you haven't trained or haven't moved on that particular day, and I'm similar, and I don't necessarily train every single day of the week. Um, but I definitely feel better within myself on the days that I'm training compared to the days that I'm not. And even if that's a tough gym session or a run or even just walking the dog, um, you know, I feel far better about myself. And it's something that, you know, I think it is just part of my identity, part of my persona that, you know, forever I'll, I am just an active person and I'll look to maintain that. Mm. Um, and I'm sure life could get in the way sometimes and your priorities chop and change, and mm. especially as you get older. Um, but definitely it's, it's a habit and a routine, like you said, that, um, I think will hold me and and yourself and a lot of our listeners as well. Obviously, about health yeah. and fitness podcasting, good stead for for later in life when big, these sort of things become even more important. Absolutely, and you can't keep biceps like that and be called Chris Biceps <laughs> if you uh, yeah, if you don't do some form of training. So, Your words, not mine, mate. Please, you're the one who uh, actually has that in their LinkedIn, um, <laughs> mate. So let's uh, let's head back to just your general day. Working in the afternoon, you've got patience. Do you work every afternoon? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So, um, as I said, it, it can change a little bit week to week, but I'll generally be in the clinic till 8 p.m. on a Monday and a Wednesday, till 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, till 6 p.m. on a Thursday, and then Fridays can vary between a lunchtime knockoff and a, mm. and a 5 p.m. finish type thing. So, a bit of flexibility. Uh, bit of flexibility on a Friday. Do you have a which is bit of flexibility in your schedule? I mean, as a business owner yourself, uh, you do and you don't. So, I mean, the nature of being self-employed is. You know, I don't have to beg and squeal for a day or for a holiday. You know, I just yeah. block it out of my diary and I'm accountable to myself yeah. and myself only. Um, it's a great feeling. I'm a, it is a good feeling. At the same time, you know, it's people can say, oh, you can be so lazy and you could never rock up to work if you didn't want to. It's like, well, I'm a pretty motivated guy and I'm yeah. lucky that I love my job. <laughs> um, as cliche and as wanky as that might sound, but, you know, I, I, I do also really value work-life balance. So I value having my weekends, as I said. Mm. I value, you know, taking holidays on a regular basis when I can and to keep myself fresh so I'm, you know, sort of good at my job. And you do have that flexibility to an extent where, as I said, I can, I can take time off and I can finish early and I can change my diary and my timetable on a weekly basis to suit myself and to suit my lifestyle, which is awesome. And it's one of the best things I love about um, being self-employed. But at the same time, um, one of my values in my business, I suppose, is good customer service. And as part of that, once you've got people booked in, um, you're almost a slave to them. You know what I mean? You don't want to let those down. And I don't um, chop and change people's appointments that I've got booked in. Or you know, very, very rarely will I try to do that because you want to create, um, yeah, as I said, ex- excellent customer service is something that I really, really value um, in a service-based business. So once again, you know, the fact that, you know, it's easy enough for me to have time off and to change my timetable around. Well, it's very, very difficult for me to have a sick day, for example, mm-hmm. or if I'm just feeling crappy and you might want a mental health day or you might, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, it's easy just to call up a boss in the morning and you've got annual leave up your back pocket. Well, if I have a day off, you know, I don't have one boss to call. I might have 10 or 12 or 15 clients to reschedule on that particular day, which is such a pain in the ass and is not a great way to do business. Um, obviously, sometimes if you're actually unwell, that might be necessary, um, but it's not a great way to do business and it makes things a little bit harder. It's harder to be flexible in that respect once you've got people booked into your diary um so yeah there's pros and cons of everything um but yeah as i said i, I think 
definitely the pros outweigh the cons and that flexibility of, of being self-employed is something that I really value and, and really love um, because as much as I love my work I like my life outside of work and I like to have a balance yeah, yeah we are quite lucky there mate mm. you and I um, yeah fantastic um, cool and then you finish work afternoon's done you're getting home what time did you say it was about yeah well finish well I finish at 8 o'clock I'm home at about 8.40 finish at 7 o'clock I'm home about 7.30 um, Thursday night I finish at 6 that's my early finish over summer that's cricket training so I'm heading straight to cricket training and not getting home until 8.30 or 9 o'clock um, during winter at the moment obviously I'm not playing footy so I might be home by 7 which is my sort of early finish mm. um, so generally yeah, I am home um, pretty late and I like to wind down pretty quickly um, we either, you know, we'll try to prepare some sort of food or some sort of meal, maybe do a slow cooker in the morning and let that sit all day throughout work, or I'm lucky enough to have a partner who looks after me pretty well and she'll have dinner ready for me when I walk through the door that she might have eaten an hour or two earlier because she's home a lot earlier than me. Um, but yeah, I'll come home and I'll eat, and um, yeah, it's pretty simple from there, mate. I like to just chill out and um, watch some telly and, and get into the bedtime routine uh, pretty quickly, mate, because sleep's something that I definitely value very, very highly. I like it, mate. <laughs> you watching anything in particular at the moment? Or? Um, I'm not watching anything particular at the moment. Um, I'm very, very looking forward to a series called Dr. Death on Stan. I don't know if okay. you've seen this advertised. It's on no. billboards all around Melbourne. There was a podcast called Dr. Death about this really dodgy orthopedic surgeon in America. Um who, like, yeah, did some horrendous, horrendous things. Um, I don't really listen to very many sort of true crime podcasts, but this was awesome. And there's a Stan series coming out in about a month that I'm very keen to get my hands on that. Dr. Death. Dr. Death. Quick little plug out there for everybody. Might not be any good. I haven't seen it yet. I've only seen a trailer. But I, yeah. <laughs> I might have to listen to the podcast. I might have to check it out. With Definitely you, pump it up. It does sound quite exciting. It's a great pod. Um, <laughs> that's that's awesome. I think the, you know, the... the difference between your routine and mine is you know both self-employed both you know running our own businesses both almost completely opposite ends of the day mm. we like to prefer or we like to sort of uh, mm. favor which is quite funny um mm. as i said touched on last week i'm a bit more of a morning person than you mm. um i like to get stuff done but the amazing thing is that you still manage to find time i guess to fit in the things that you you know that you value and that you appreciate mm. and that's why just want to ask, what are, what are your hobbies? What do you sort of find gives you joy throughout the week? Um, well, my hobbies. Um, I've, sport's always been a big hobby. Yep. Um, as I said, I've uh, yeah, sort of replaced footy at, at this stage with, uh, with running at the minute, and it's still cricket over summer. Um, being social for me is, is very important. Um, you know, it used to be in my early 20s going out every single Saturday night and, and having a good time and I've definitely pulled back on that a heap in the last couple of years I must say I'm but sure catching up catching up with my mates I'm lucky enough to have a very tight knit sort of close group of mates and um, yeah, it's not quite the, the Saturday night parties that we used to have every single week in the years gone by but um, it is harder as we get older and we sort of move further away and we've got partners and people have kids on the way and all that sort of stuff and uh, different responsibilities it makes uh, it makes catch ups a little bit tougher um, but whenever we can make the effort and, um, and see some mates on the weekends and, and make sure I'm social I definitely feel better for that and I know my mental health is better and I'm in a better mood after I'm, I'm hanging out with good people and, and, and catching up with my mates so if you can call that a hobby I think that's really important um, as I said, I value work-life balance and, um, and being social, I think, is uh, yeah, is a big part of that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, playing sport and, and cricket over winter and probably running at the moment are, are sort of my hobbies or escapes. Um, I like to play guitar um, very, very poorly 
very occasionally. <laughs> um, I learnt I learnt guitar as a, as a kid, and I sort of got um, just okay at it, and I never got any better at just okay. But I like to switch off as often as I can. Sometimes it, uh, it might go two or three weeks or even a month without picking it up. But if I can find a spare half an hour or forty minutes or an hour during the week and um, just nut away a few basic chords at, uh, at a few uh, simple acoustic songs, um, I, I really enjoy that as well. I love it, mate. And uh, having known you for quite a while, you used to be a bit of a fan of chucking one up on the Instagram now and then. This was, uh, this was, I must say, during your single period. This is before you met your lovely partner, oh, Ellie. So, I hope uh, when she listens to this, she um, she requests the uh, Bryce the CB acoustic <laughs> sessions back. Um, maybe a little bit more private. Um, oh my gosh, she might lose her man. But, uh, no, they've always they, been. There's always been very true. private, mate. There's, there's no truth to that rumor. Big fan so of Pete Murray and um, Rob Thomas. You are a big Rob Thomas fan. I know this. Yeah, Rob Thomas, Smashbox Twenty. I'm um, hopefully heading up to Queensland next week if uh, if our board is allowed to see Paul Kelly and Missy Higgins in concert. Who were two live performers I wanted to see live for my whole life. So um, they often yeah get a bit of, get a bit of a play on the old acoustic they guitar. Paul Kelly and Missy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sean Higgins himself. Um, <laughs> Sean <mate>. Higgins. <laughs> We asked, uh, you asked me last week um, whether I had any non-negotiables during my day. So, same question to you, mate. What are your non-negotiables? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, non-negotiables, I... I've developed a couple of habits that I think is really important to look after. I suppose my mental health and my psychological well-being. Um, uh, a bit of a New Year's resolution I had this year. I've I've always wanted a New Year's resolution my whole life, and I've never actually had one that I was passionate enough about. Probably until this year. Um, and and gratitude practice is something that I've put into play a little bit. You spoke about um, Hugh Van Kolenberg's Resilience Project Diary on on your. Um, equivalent episode to this which is something that I did as well Um, but practicing gratitude I think is really important and something that I find is a really good way to sort of ground yourself because it's so easy to get you know grumpy and stressed with what's going on in life and we can sort of forget how you know as one kid it sounds to say how blessed and how fortunate we are um, in this country to do what we do and have the lives that we do so what my new year's resolution last year was to um, basically create a gratitude diary where I'll list three good things that happened every day Um, so before I go to bed at night I'll do that I'll list three good things that happened every day and it's um, what are we up to July? I've done that every day without fail so far this year, um, and it puts uh, it's it is something that puts you in a really good mood before you go to bed. Um, you might be you know stressed about work, or you've had something go wrong, or you know you've whatever it might be. Life gets in the way, and life can be a bit stressful. And you know we've had house renos going on at the minute, which is a process that I don't tend to really enjoy, and I find quite stressful. But you can always look back at the end of the day and find all, you know three good things that happen. And you're like you know what life's not that bad I'm actually pretty fortunate um, so that's a little habit of mine um, that's a non-negotiable now really um, social media is something that I don't know we've talked about quite a lot and social media is something that I think so so many of us are addicted to and we don't even know it like we talk about addictions you know people that might have alcoholism or have drug addictions or um, be it, I don't know all other sorts of really bad addictions gambling addictions and things like that but social media is like a almost a you know a low key form of addiction that is so much more prevalent in society and I've noticed that in the past as well that I'll you know I used to get up in the morning and check Facebook and check Instagram and I'd spend myself every you know three minutes I'd spare throughout the day checking and scrolling and checking and scrolling social media and you just spend forever on it um, so I created a rule for myself to sort of break that habit that I don't touch and I don't open a social media app before lunchtime um, so before I'm actually physically having the meal of lunch whatever time that may be I won't touch and open a social media app because um, I find them so much more clearer um, you know you're not in that comparison trap you're not distracted by what you want to be doing in the morning whether it's you know your admin or your work or just going for a walk or being in the moment or whatever the case may be um, 
And something so simple, but I find that really powerful for me um, because I find as soon as I've opened that once for the day, it's very easy to almost get addicted for the rest of the day that, oh, you know, well, what's happened now? What have I missed on Instagram in the last half an hour since I checked it last? And if I don't actually open it the first time, I find it's easier to control. Um, so that's another non-negotiable for me. I will say that I do run a business um, that is prevalent on social media and I will spend about an hour of admin time every week developing content for my business social media. Sometimes that happens to be in the morning before lunch. So if that happens to be that I'm working on my business social media in the morning once a week, um, then that might be the exception to the rule. But unless that's the circumstance, I don't go on it. Um, And yeah, the only other non-negotiable for me um, is probably just trying to prioritize sleep every single night um, which yeah we spoke about on yours but um, I, I've someone that's always really valued a good night's sleep and I've someone that I used to get a lot of anxiety well I still probably do um, around not getting enough sleep and I was one that I always felt like I needed eight hours sleep and you know if I was wide awake and you know I saw the I saw the clock and it was you know my alarm was going off in seven hours and 55 minutes like I'd be panicking I'd be stressed I'd be like oh my god I'm not going to get a good night's sleep and I'd bloody hate it mate um, which in turn if you're stressed and anxious about not getting to sleep well it's going to make it a lot harder to get to sleep ironically um, so having a good wind down routine at night as well is uh, is something else that I really value and it's probably a non-negotiable for me um, definitely more so during the week than on weekends but whenever I'm you know not busy on weekends I like to do that then as well um, and that's nothing too too fancy I suppose but the gratitude uh, diary that I I do that's something that I do before bed and I like to read a book for um, you know 15 or 20 minutes while I'm in bed um, to to shut down and switch off before the lights go off hopefully well and truly um, prior to the 8 hour mark before my alarm's going off the next morning perfect mate yeah I'm sure all our listeners really do appreciate you giving a you know really nice in depth insight into a, a day in the life of yourself I think there's lots of takeaways there that's what we've hoped to do with these uh previous two podcasts um give you a bit of a uh you know heads up into how we go about our day and if there's any pieces of uh you know wisdom that you can apply to yourselves um we'd love to hear about it as well um so you can always comment hit us up send us a message let us know but more importantly we are definitely going to compare uh the results these two podcasts <laughs> where what we'll do i believe this is again without notice is i reckon we'll we'll just go off the first week's streams of each and then the winner will be crowned on our uh, our next podcast with just you and i obviously with zach coming on our um our upcoming podcast um do you want to give a little plug for zach as well chris um yeah i think we spoke about it in your episode we had to delay the release of his a couple of weeks but um zach's a, a fantastic man who's basically um he started his his own non-profit organization to raise uh, money and research for osteosarcoma which is essentially a bone cancer that's really prevalent in young people um and as part of that he ran four marathons in four weeks um to raise an incredible amount of money so i can't wait to chat to zach um and release that episode for you guys it's going to be absolutely brilliant um as well as we've got another um at least two or three if not four really exciting guests coming up in the pipeline um in the next couple of months as well which uh yeah we're really looking forward to uh to releasing and uh hopefully we continue to take over the world we'll uh we'll hope well getting attacked by your dog summer here live <laughs> on air um as we obviously are in your wonderful part, uh, house studio um we do yeah we do have a lot of wonderful guests that will hopefully take us global um so if you want us to do a live podcast from anywhere in the world maybe <laughs> you know mozambique or uh sierra leone or um yeah, one of these other countries, let us know. Or any other country that likes to listen to us that James can't pronounce. Yep, we'll fly on over there. Um, we'll do our two weeks quarantine. Um, and we'll do a live show for the people. Awesome. 
Pleasure chewing the fat with you, Chai. Thank you. A pleasure as always, my friend.